This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a truck stop, an electronic fortune teller, hopefully season two's better, enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we watch every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology, Tales from the Dark Side, report it back to you so you don't have to. I'm Matt Noss. With me is Jen Hansen. How are you, Jen? I'm so good, Matt. Oh my God. This is the last episode of season one. To the end of the road. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm just... Perfect. <laughs> so natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Jen, we have an announcement to make. Oh. Joining us in the transmission studios is our good friend Matt Rowe. But not only that, Jen, we have a full announcement to make about Matt Rose. That's that's right. I Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes in your life. You realize you've been you've been looking all over the place for something that's right in front of your face the whole time. The whole time. Practically the whole time. <laughs> Practically. <laughs> well, at least over a quarter of the time. <laughs> Look, a podcast with two is nice. A podcast with three is even sweeter. Matt no Matt knows. Do you accept this rose? Matt Rose? Do you accept this nose? <laughs> yes. Yes. He he likes it. He likes it. <laughs> Matt Rose is joining our podcast permanently. Oh! Yeah. We're still going to bring you sweet guests. No, that's... Oh, don't even worry about it, baby. Yeah. But now, with 33% more Matt Rose. Mm-hmm. Salute. Oh. Guys, let's let's hold our champagne flutes up to Matt Rose. Here he is. Ting, 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 ting. Ah. Well, for this final episode, I'm so glad that Tales from the Dark Side pulled no punches and gave us the fantastical The False Prophet. Oh, it's what a beautiful way to round out the season. Jen, can you give us those deets? Sure, and I have a lot of them for this episode. This episode called The False Prophet aired August 4th, 1985, stars Ronnie Blakely and Justin Dees. Ronnie Blakely uh, was the mom in Nightmare on Elm Street. I know she had a name, but we'll just call her mom, or woman who was played by an inflatable doll when she was ripped through a window. (laughs) Oh my God. My favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Um, And also starred uh, Justin Dees as the preacher. Uh, he was on Santa Barbara, Guiding Light, One Life to Live. He is a multiple Emmy Award winner, and he was on he was on TV during these times. So, mm-hmm. and this had a very soapy feel to it, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, 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 it yeah. was written by Jewel Selbo, which sounds like a like joke a name. Jeweled elbow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who has written a ton of Disney films? What? Uh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. F- Disney straight to 
straight to video sequels. Oh, like oh, Aladdin so like two, Pocahontas three, Cinderella two, The Hunchback of Notre Dame two, The Little Mermaid two. Oh man! And ten episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. Ten. Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah. Is this our first or? I it in IMDb it just lists her as uh, having written ten episodes. Um, but it doesn't say which episodes she's written, and I did not feel like going through all of the episodes. So we'll find out. We'll no have one, to watch. No one for... blames you about this. I don't remember the name Jules Elbow. I don't either. Because I know we would have made a joke about it. Right. Right. It's a real Haskell Barkin of a name. Yeah. Speaking of a Haskell Barkin versus Haskell Smith, um, this is directed by Gerald Cotts, but for this episode and four other Tales from the Dark Side episodes, he went by Jerry Smith. So Gerald Cotts. real Alan Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, he was not putting his name on this project. But he was cashing them checks. Yeah. Well, check. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, pocket full of quarters. <laughs> oh, that's uh, apropos for this episode. It is. It is. Uh, description reads, a young woman depends on a, an astrology machine to help her make all her decisions. Yep. That's pretty the much end. this entire episode in a nutshell, yeah. Um, when did this air? I'm sorry. This August aired... 5th, 1985 is what you said? Uh, August 4th. Oh, yep. August 4th. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I missed it. I, I missed it because I was uh, lost in this episode's amazingness. Yeah. It's a, it's a real stinker. We have a lot to unpack, is, I feel like. It was, it was I, I think I wrote the entire time. Um, and it wasn't even necessarily plot points. It was just things were coming up and I was like, oh, I got to write that down. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, uh, just, uh, you know, it, what it brought to mind for me is that man lives in the sunlit world mm -hmm. of what he believes to be reality. Sure. But on the flip side of that, there is unseen by most an underworld. How would you describe it, Matt? A dark side. Okay, yeah, totally. Uh, oh, is it just it's as It's just real, as real, yeah. But, but not as brightly lit. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it is a dark it side. It is, in fact, a dark side. Yes, Matt was correct. All right. Well, I guess a door should open to the dark side. Screak. And maybe it doesn't we should, creak, but I want it to. And maybe 100%. we should just walk I, right in. Uh, well, we can walk in, but Ronnie Blakely is running in. Running in, mouth mouth going a million miles an hour like a woman in the full swing of a manic episode. <laughs> I I couldn't write fast enough, so I just didn't write. Yeah. In fact, I think you just threw your book up in the air. Yeah. Very quickly. I was like, not again. Because there's no one but her on screen. Mm-hmm. She is. It looks like she's outside of a diner at first. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a diner. I thought it was a. I thought it was a bus station personally. But um, then when they go inside, I thought that it was just a diner. Guess right. what? We your were first both. Right. Your no, first. We were, we were both kind of right though. Yeah. <laughs> you got my diner in my bus station. <laughs> got your diner bus station in my diner. Oh. Well. The end. The end. Uh. So Ronnie Blakely. Looks like, do you guys remember, um, so Gem and the Holograms came out, mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. then there was Barbie and the Rockers? Yes. 
Okay, Ronnie Blakely looks like Barbie from Barbie and the Rockers <laughs> in this. I wrote down at one point she has 80s legs. <laughs> what are 80s legs? Um, where it's like a Motley Crue video where she's wearing high heels, uh, stockings that have a design in them. Yeah, okay. But mm-hmm. not like all, not, it's not like a fishnet. It's mm-hmm. just like, like the classic is the seam up the, the back. back. Yeah. Only these were on the side, but yeah. Right. So it looks like, it was like the pattern that like the scrolly like wallpaper trim pattern. Yes. That would go like border a room, but this mm-hmm. was going up and down her yeah. leg. Yep. And real solid gold legs. Yes, totally. Uh, she is running her mouth nonstop. It's incessant. Yeah. Oh, I'll see you later, Charlie. What is the name of this Bus guy? driver. I'll see you in a minute. Hey, I got a child. Oh, I almost stepped on a crack. Almost broke my mother's back. Good thing. Oh, there's a ladder here. I better not walk under it. Oh, I need to just establish character. Establish that I am superstitious. Uh, my, uh, I was told that I'm going to meet my man today. He's a Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I didn't write a whole lot the first minute and a half because the first thing that I wrote covered that first minute and a half and it was a dumb woman enters a crappy bus station and she won't shut the fuck up. Yep. Nailed it. Yep, that's it. Uh, I, I then wrote a stop on the way to romance. <laughs> so she is running her mouth. I and there's even... just a, it seems like a cleaning woman. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah, too. I yeah, thought she was yeah. a cleaning woman. And she is just running, running, running her mouth talking about how the prophet Madam X told her to get on the bus, get on a bus to Texas. To Lubbock. To Texas. Lubbock, Texas. And she's just waiting for the next bus. And do they have any all beef hot dogs? And I loved a guy who once all loved beef all dogs. beef hot dogs. All, bu- all beef dogs. And they all. had all, but he married somebody else. He married my cousin, and they had all beef hot dogs at a wedding. Yeah, I wrote that because that is classy as fuck. Yep. <laughs> all beef dogs at a wedding. So everything she's doing, you can tell she's very superstitious. Every little. Thing you could say, you know, she picks up an apple. She's playing with the uh, stem. the stem, mm-hmm. um, calling out letters, you know, until the stem. Uh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that was a game. I didn't either, but it makes sense now. Sure. I guess. H. His name will start with H. Harry. Ugh. Henry. She starts going through all the H names. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the uh, the cleaning woman is actually the uh, other owner of the bus station. With her husband. With mm-hmm. her husband. He works days. She works nights. Aww. They never see each other. It's like Lady Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally like Lady Hawk. <laughs> if only for a moment I was a wolf while you were a hawk. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> this um, This woman's prattling on. And she goes, you mind if I pay for that all beef dog with quarters? I keep them in case there's a machine. An astrological machine. Did you say machine? Says the woman behind the counter. Just like screams it at her. A real weird thing for this woman to glom onto. I thought at this yeah. point, I was like, oh, okay, so this woman is mentally ill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I wrote down a couple things about her. I said um, uh, she has disco legs. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, her name's Cassie. And you can tell because she has a necklace 
that has Cassie. Cassie. Uh, she has on more rings than Guy Fieri. Um, she's. I used to think my name was Esuck because I was reading it upside down. <laughs> While getting banged by my boyfriend. Anyway. Anyway, I don't talk about it much. Oh, I need an apple. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. So did you say machine? Because I've got one. My husband got this. Uh, the the proprietor's husband has picked up Horace X. My God, Cassie's been seeing Madame X. Well, hold on. I just want to get to to one thing before we jump okay. into the Horace X bandwagon, and it's that when the woman who owns the bus station keeps trying to tell her, no, that's it's an astrological machine. She just keeps. Diminishing this woman of, ugh, it's no, a it's, video game. it's just your husband just probably got a video game because you're a bunch of dum dums, right? right? Where it's like, like seriously, you should not be casting shade on anybody. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up where she just keeps diminishing everything this woman says. Where this woman has been nothing but nice to her. Yeah, it's it's like your 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 buddy is standing behind you trying to tell you there's a gorilla behind you and yeah. he's going like yang 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 and you're like, "Oh, stop making noise." You're just it's exactly like that. I wrote down that. Done. I wrote down that Cassie has no chill. <laughs> Cassie 1000% has no chill. Yeah. No, she she is thirsty this whole episode. <laughs> The thirst is real for yeah. Cassie. She needs a man. But she also needs to follow her astrological si- signals or else everything's wrong. So, Madam X is the astrological machine, which A, what the fuck? B, apparently they have one in her salon. So, so is we it already Madam know X she's- or does it have a name? Does Madam X have a name? I think Mad. Ma- I, I think the name Madam is Madam X. X. Yeah, I think it's Madam X. So that's the astrological machine that is in her nail salon that gives her all of her advice. <laughs> and and she's like, it's voice activated, and it's super intelligent. What is that? I mean, what could that even? Because I was expecting. So based on based on the description of this episode, I was expecting like a Zoltar machine or something that just kept. Throwing out, you know, little uh, cards or little cards, right? Yeah. Exactly. But this was more like uh, a sensual ATM. Yeah, <laughs> with a touch screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with a touch screen, but it just had like cloth on yeah, the touch screen. Yeah, I just oof. okay. Well, all right. So uh, Cassie sees that it's Horace X, and she says. Oh my God, Horace X, son and heir of Madam X. I wrote son and heir too because that seems to be a theme in this show. Oh, to say oh yeah. Son and heir. What the hell? Yeah, this is the second episode in a row with son and yeah. heir. He's set to inherit the X fortune. <laughs> the the astrological X fortune. So the, many wall plugs. The Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> so she then tells us her full name, mm-hmm. Cassie Pines, or Pines, which she says later, because why not? She's um, an Aries cusp, ascending. Yeah, d- just a bunch of astrological nonsense follows. Um, to me, it just sounded like stream of consciousness. So, 
Sure. The whole episode sounded kind of stream of consciousness. This is true. Yeah. Um, she got really excited about Horace X for a second and said spiffy. And I love that word. So I wrote it down and underlined it because you don't hear spiffy very often mm -hmm. ever. So when you do, you have to savor that moment because there weren't a whole lot of moments to savor in this episode. So. No. So uh, she uh, she's talking to Horace X. She tells him all of her, her sign. And he's like, hey, touch my screen. It's really gross. It, it is so gross. And she puts it on there and he almost goes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let me try again. Put it in another quarter. Yeah, let, let me try that again. Yeah. Give me, give me hard again. Give you I was a just, longer I was rating. Just, I was just really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this nervous really got uh, nervous really got me reading. <laughs> he so, is really insistent that she touch his screen, though. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I almost wish it was like a joystick or something, like a like a wand. I wonder if that's originally what it was, and the and sensors, then it was, sensors were like, "No, you yeah. can't, guys, you can't do that." Yeah, that it was way too phallic. Yeah. Now put. Put the joystick in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> It'll, it's it's going to be a better reading. <laughs> I do believe there was probably some porn that was like after Big came yeah. out. There was just a guy in a Zoltar it's just machine. called Bigger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or Huge. Yeah. Oh, I will also accept Huge. Good. Horace tells her, no, no, don't go to Texas. Danger awaits her there. Danger awaits the traveler. Danger awaits the traveler. And she is not pleased. It's at this point that I remember that this uh, episode's called The False Prophet. And I go, oh, I wonder if this machine is fucking lying to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then around this point is where the woman who owns the place is like, this is just, no, I'm leaving. So she gets up and she's like, all right, well... I'm going home now. Don't forget to lock the door. Oh, also, it's Christmas. Yeah. It For was, some reason. There was, is, yeah. there was Merry Christmas decorations yeah. right in the first oh, shot. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. So is she leaving to have Christmas? This woman just came into her place. Ronnie Blakely just came into this woman's establishment. She did. And she's just handing over the keys. Well, see you later. <laughs> well, she says, don't worry about locking up because I never lock up anyway. Um, where like where what fuck city out. are we in right now? Well, and also they just happen to have a steaming hot all beef dog waiting for her. Did she even shut off the hot dog machine? No, you did not see her well, count down like a cash drawer or we didn't anything. See her do, we didn't see her do much of anything, to be honest. And then um, did she just have loose hot dogs laying about? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon? No. Or just no, soon, just soon enough. enough. <laughs> I I feel like the I I feel like the character of the the owner could have been replaced with a vending machine <laughs> or like a note yeah or a closed sign right <laughs> yeah um but so the two of them obviously are not reading a script and are just trying to come up with something out of nowhere. And end up just saying, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Take care. 
Have Is somebody going to call call cut on this? No, we'll just keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I guess I'll see you on the old dusty trail. Oh, well, via con Dios. I really hope you find that person you're looking for. Hey, I hope you find a person, too. Uh, you have a husband. Yes. Well, don't we all? <laughs> um, you, you too. <laughs> you too. I love that band. Oh, Give me a hug. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, in the name of love. One more for the name of love. Okay, off I go. You too. Uh, all right. Well, I haven't left yet. I guess no one's going to call cut on this scene. Hey. Oh, yep. You know that old saying. <laughs> Beware of false prophets. Oh. Okay. Well, see you later. And. Five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the owner leaves. And she. She starts spilling her guts to Horace X. Yeah. Just like, I mean, more so than she was before. Ronnie Blakely was not going to stop talking. If Horace X had not been in there, she would have been spilling her guts to the hot dog container. Oh, or yeah. the coffee pot. <laughs> or yeah. anything that she thought was a Sagittarius. Right. Horace X starts, uh, so so she's putting in more quarters. He's more seductively saying, put your you hands can put on your my hands screen. on my screen. <laughs> and, then, and then he shocks her. Yeah. He but shocks her a lot. She doesn't seem mad about it, though. She's kind of sexy talking, the ATM. Yeah. Okay. So, but she is, she's really, she's getting really upset because, Madam X told her to go to Texas and Horace is saying no. She's asking if, you know, she can consult another machine. Um, he starts He starts to get a little weird about yeah. that. Machine gets real jealous. He's being real passive aggressive. And then shocks her. So real yeah. aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it at this point that the priest appears? No, no not yet. <coughs> Because she makes a cup of tea, yeah, and she's reading her tea leaves. Um, oh, that's right. Oh, and then she she says, uh, "These are terrible. I need the good ones." Loose. Was she just reading tea bags? Yes, she was just reading tea. Was she just trying to do a reading on a Lipton tea bag? I like. I could <sighs> see tea leaves on the inside, but I believe that she just she just ripped, ripped open, open a, ba- a bag of Lipton tea. Ooh, um, I'm just taking a look at this. And I just I wrote ug tea leaves. Jesus is this woman a dingbat. Yeah. Because huh. it's a, oh god. It's a airplane uh next to a bomb. There's a hatchet. Oh yeah. There's a, there's a hatchet. Is Ooh, that, that bad? Who that's brisk. <laughs> <laughs> Horace X again tells her not to leave, so she finally sends the bus off. The bus is honking at her. She waves the bus off. And, That's right. And then we hear... Kaboom. Is it even a kaboom? It's more well, like a lightning strike. It's a... Well, notice that it, like, it wasn't like kaboom. It was right. like kaboom. Like, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Okay. Now this episode takes a turn... From just being annoying and crazy to being annoying, crazy, and, and rapey. 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 Ah. Horace is telling her, beware of false prophets. Beware of false prophets. And then a very permed pr- uh, priest walks in. But he doesn't walk in. He just appears. 
he appears. And did anyone else notice that he's got, just in case no one noticed, uh, not only is he wearing like the frock mm-hmm. and looks like a pre- he's also got a huge cross. Yeah, just in case. Just in case you did not notice. If you didn't catch one, you're going to catch the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Gotta pick it up, guys. This is a priest. If you're going to wear both of those things, wouldn't you try to even act remotely like a priest? Because he is Elvis from <laughs> moment one. He, no, he totally, he, he totally is. What was his name? Pete Jones. Pete Jones, the preacher. Well, hi there, sweet pea. I'm from the moment to moment church. <laughs> and then we hear what sounds like just regular old bus sounds. Yeah. Like there's a whole bunch of bus sounds that appear that are just like supposed to be cars passing by, I guess. I don't know, but there's like a lot of like transportation sounds that are happening in the background. <laughs> Those are just our cat sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a car just drove by. <laughs> An airplane. <laughs> a marching band. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this dude is is bananas. He is like he's sort of like he's like Elvis style sweet talking her, but it's it's cuckoo bananas insane. Mm-hmm. They're like uh, casting call casting sheet was like sexed up priest <laughs> mullets a plus rapey a plus <laughs> real handsy. He, yeah, I mean, he is, he, from the moment we see him, because he doesn't walk in, he disappears, Um, he's just hands aplenty. He is all over her. Yeah. He is all over her. And it's uncomfortable because she's alone in this place other than, than Horace, Horace X. X. So this dude comes in and is just, yeah, all over her, touching her. He, like, dips her. She's clearly, she's very uncomfortable. Um, And she's telling him, you know, keep your moments to yourself. She does not like him. But he does say your eyes are like pools that frogs swim in. Did he say that? You ha- yes. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> and you have eyes I'd never lie to. Ugh. Yup. And then talks about how it's his birthday today. And he's a Sagittarius. He's a Sagittarius. What's his name? Pete Jones. He's not the one. Not the one. He doesn't have an he H doesn't have name. An H. He doesn't have an H. I wonder who has an H name. In this. Hmm. She is not. She's not buying it, and she tells him, "Stay away from me! Don't you come near me!" She's saying this while he's got her in a reverse bear hug. Yep. So he is like he literally couldn't be closer unless but, he was like inside her. But during that scene, I wrote, "Is she coming?" Because <laughs> because there is like a <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet coming sounds, and then I we, the he keeps talking, yeah, and he keeps we, and it's like the false prophet. He's a priest, but he's real kind of evil and seductive. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's the devil. Yeah, it's the devil again. We haven't seen him in a while. Haven't seen him in a while. See, I didn't think that it was the devil. Um, I like when he first showed up. I was like, oh, obviously devil, right? But then the more he started to talk, and the more that. Horace started to pipe up mm-hmm. and be like, hey, remember what I said about false prophets? Because um, Horace just starts interjecting whenever he feels is necessary um, to to kind of cut Pete down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, no, it's it's not Pete. 
It's just he's just a regular old dude. Just a he's well a rapey dude, but yeah, yeah. He gets he keeps putting her in like corners and weird positions, really uncomfortable. And then uh, she says that the bus crashed. And I might be jumping, but it's like this whole... No, that's that's pretty much it. She yeah. calls him a false prophet a few times, and then she's talking about how the bus blew up and Horace knew about it. And now we have a lengthy debate about whether or not the bus blew up, and it could not be more interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh... Well, and he says that he passed the bus 10 miles down the road. Yeah. It just left. Yeah. And he appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Are we living in some kind of, uh, you know, place where time and space don't exist? In this oh, are world? we at the cafe at the end of the world? <laughs> yes, I think we're. Um, I I at this point am am tuned out. Yeah, like I nearly stopped taking notes. Um, but the music I do notice is a real uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, fever dream. Mm-hmm. It's really like. <laughs> Did you guys catch at what point she starts to fall for him? Because it's it's during this time it goes Horace from Horace or um for it, well, uh for for this guy. The priest? For the priest. Um I think that it's when he starts to point out the flaws and the things that Horace okay. is telling her. Um, for instance, talking about how well that's that's just a, a you know a, a machine built out of doodads and circuits, right. wires and sparks and doodads. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly. It. And then he starts talking about moments. We have moments. You can't replace those moments. Horace starts to chime in now, say, and he's getting real possessive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw her first. Yeah, I saw her first. This is a cabinet. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, it does have some very strange features to it. I guess what would be the microphone kind of looks like a knight's helmet, but just the front of the knight's helmet. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, and, And it gets real jelly. It's real jealous. And now the preacher is a little confused or concerned. Is there something wrong with you? You're talking to a machine. You'd rather spend time with the machine over me. And that's when I started to wonder, is this whole thing like a vibrator allegory? I, oh, well, I was, I was, shit. I was thinking the same okay. thing. Because yeah. I, I kind of laughed to myself yeah. where I was like, you know, ha-ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, a woman wants to spend more time with a machine than a man. Like, albeit a disgusting rapey man. <laughs> But also a disgusting, disgusting rapey, rapey machine. machine. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I also wrote at this per- this point, dat perm. Yeah. <laughs> so soft. So long. So luxurious. That was that was like bordering on Patrick Swayze mullet. It I mean, was that like, thing was that thing was fantastic. It was like a a brown like one of those brown barristers wigs. <laughs> You know, like with the, it, the no, it, it totally, yeah. no, I totally know what you mean. It that that really was. At some point, the priest says to her, "We're too good, baby." <laughs> what? Like they're too good together for her to end up with a with a machine machine with, with a machine. Yeah, we're too good, baby. Ugh. And he keeps picking her up. Yes, yeah, and I couldn't tell 
if she was wearing a skirt, yeah, or like real short shorts, oh, or like you know romper what? pants, you know yeah. what I mean? I think I think that it was a skirt. I think, like she was at risk of being exposed. Then, yeah, throughout this whole episode. <laughs> so, I mean, it seems like at some point he's going to force himself on her. Mm-hmm. It it gets dark. It gets uncomfortable. Well, more so than he already was, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when uh, Horace and because uh, I mean, you know, there's been there's been some tension between Horace and uh, and Pete Jones, and finally Pete's like, you know, what? I'm going to use this son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use this machine. I'm going to show you, you know, it's a bunch of nonsense or whatever. So, as you do with this machine, he puts his hands. On the screen. And it starts to electrocute him? Or there's just a real freak out? It's, it's, well, it's electrocution, but much like phones and other appliances, they don't know (laughs) how how these things work. Because he's getting electrocuted, and she just grabs him from behind and pulls him away. Yeah. That is not how electricity works. Oh, not even close. No, Not even close. (laughs) Yeah, there, there's that moment where it's like I almost wanted him to fly like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. Yeah, yes. That would be great. Yes. Yeah. But instead, she pulls him off and they fall across the room and he's knocked out or something. Yep. And now she's looking at him with love and says, he sure is handsome for a Sagittarian. And then Horace goes, it's my, my birthday, birthday too. Touch me, Cassie. Touch my screen touch it i told my mother you didn't have to go all the way to texas so at this moment if you haven't put it together madam x the machine told cassie the real life human woman to go to texas with the idea that she would stop at this bus station and meet her son another machine what? what? Yep. So. So she finally goes up one last time to put her hands on the screen, and there's more of a shitty light show, and she's very slowly closing her eyes. And you don't know if they're having some sort of, if he is like draining her life force, if they're having sex, if if he's killing her. The world may never know. Right. Uh, but her face is really the poorest version of 2001's tunnel scene <laughs> that you've ever seen. Uh, it's all made out of stars. <laughs> oh, boy. It's all made out of B-list stars. <laughs> so the ne- it's not the next morning? I think it's the next morning because the train station was opening. Or no, the next bus was 8 a.m. Right. Mm. So sometime, you know, around then. Um, so Pete wakes up. Yep. He's looking around. Huh? What? What's going How on? How did I get here? Now, this diner looks unrecognizable mm-hmm. because it looks just like a sound set. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they had to return some of the props already. <laughs> yeah. Like the kitchen. Before the episode yeah. was. The kitchen was, was pretty much gone. Yeah. Uh, there was a. And at this point, you say. If there's a Cassie X machine, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. 
Well, they show Horus X, and then next to it is a humongous box. Right. And I was like, is he going to open it? Is, is he going to say Cassie, Cassie X? X? Well, next to the priest on the floor also, yeah. there is, how would you describe a pile, it? A pile of ashes in, Cassie, or in, a, yeah, in Cassie's form. Oh, you mean Lot's wife? <laughs> <laughs> Real pillar of salt there. <laughs> uh, so she's dust, I guess. Yeah, and then you hear her digitized scream from the Horus X machine go, Help me! Help me! Didn't she say something? I was like, is somebody out there? Oh, Help me. Sure. So Yeah, I mean, it, at this point, it doesn't matter because... I think we all let out an audible sigh. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you didn't get, if you didn't get it though, don't worry. Tales from the Dark Side does an extended thirty-second dolly in. There was only ten minutes left of the episode. <laughs> Literally, no dialogue, barely any music. Dolly in on the Horus X machine. On the name Horus X. Like, it lasted so long. I was like, wait, is it like an anagram? Are we supposed to be figuring something out? Race Hawks. (laughs) (laughs) Horus X. Rex. It sounds kind of like sex. Yeah. Horrex. Ah, boy. uh, Let's go to the writing room. Is there anything that you could do to fix this episode? Or do you scrap it and throw it in the garbage? Throw it in the garbage. I... Because the machine was so ridiculously unreal, it was stupid. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was clearly just a dude behind a, a curtain. Mm-hmm. I think if they had done something, oh, well, you mean Bill would've... Fourier? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if they did something with like a Zoltar machine or something, something that wasn't speaking. Yes, I I would love to have seen a scene or a, a, an episode with a married couple in a bus station, mm-hmm. and they end up getting. Uh, a weird fortune from a Zoltar machine. Mm-hmm. And the Zoltar machine, like the first couple are like really good fortunes. Yeah. And they keep going back to it. But then the fourth fortune is bad. It's like, don't get on the bus. And yeah, like something, the wife something, gets something it. Really, something the... really specific. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, and they have to start dealing with that. Mm-hmm. That would have been... That would have been cool. I don't know what, like, would the bus explode? Um, or would it be gone? Like, they don't get on the bus, they go to commercial, they come back from commercial, and the um, they hear the radio call mm-hmm. from the bus that it got hit or something like that. Yeah. Or like the scenes keep going, and then later you find out that that bus got into an accident. It hit a false pr- propeller. Profit. <laughs> <laughs> It hit a Horace X machine that was in the middle of the highway. <laughs> or what it what it could do um, is 
give um give a fortune that warns one about the other or something to play them Ooh, off of each I like other. That. Ooh. Or or it could be like just college kids traveling. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, Zoltar machine. And one of them gets a like a nonsensical one, and one of them gets like one about romance, and the other one gets a warning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to kill you. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, what? It's, it says that you guys are going to kill me. And it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot more in the horror range that you could do with that idea. Totally. Yeah, but instead they... They take any of the psychological aspects out of it because horse X answers every question you ask it. Yeah. Yeah. It might as well have just been a guy standing there. It might as well have been a guy just sitting at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a guy with a sign that says mansplaining five <laughs> cents holding a tin cup. <laughs> I actually liked Ronnie Blakely in this episode. I thought she was delightful in that ditzy way. She was, I, I think she was making a character choice. Clearly that's, you know, she had all of that cuckoo bananas dialogue. Um, for for what it was. She I, had a lot of business that supported yeah. that character choice yeah. though. And the the preacher was just, he was just doing so Way opera. too much. Yeah. Way too much. And Horace X, the voice was like awful. Yeah. With that, I guess we close out season one. Let's not let's not try to make it an hour episode if All it right. ain't. <laughs> well, let's let's get to ratings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Scale of one to ten, how many all beef hot dogs do you give this episode? Uh, this is I'm, like I'm gonna have to go with four all beef dogs. Mm-hmm. I said three in my I mind. I said four in my head. All right. I just, I just, uh, the rapiness of it, really yeah. drug, drug yeah. it down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was rapiness okay in the eighties? I think there's a couple things that reemerge in Tales from the Dark Side that are like that kind of misogyny is rampant. Yeah. Um, sexism is rampant, and I, I guess like uh, that kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. It just doesn't age comfortably. No, no. it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, but uh, neither does Revenge of the Nerds. Sure. As far as stuff like that goes. Yeah. Where like, I, yeah, I, have, a, I have a really hard time. think about what they did in Revenge of the Nerds mm-hmm. and how awful it is. Yeah. I mean, they, they, do some, they do some really bad things in that movie. And like... Well, we don't have to. We don't have to have a um, an analysis of Revenge of the Nerds, but just you know, when you when you look at movies like that, where like the nerds are the heroes, mm-hmm. and like the the head nerd like rapes a cheerleader, but like you're supposed to be pulling yeah for be, him to he, rape the cheerleader because he's like, pretending to be her boyfriend. Right. Yeah, which come on, yeah, Louis Skolnick does not look like Stan Gable, but whatever. Ugh. Sorry, I just really we went, that, we went down a nerd hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start uh. digging some nerd holes. Um, yeah, it's three. It's yeah. three. It's okay. three. That's okay. 
Would we have called this episode anything else? No, uh, they say false profit, profit about 30 times in this yeah. episode. So I Hard think to get that away that, from it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, it, it was another episode that I think was genetically engineered to make you say, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't her fault. She was just dumb. No, yeah. yeah. She was just like... I and think she they wasn't were, hurting anybody. No, I think they were trying to make her like a club kid, kind of like a, a disco diva, somebody mm-hmm. who like was ditzy but harmless but i guess uh that sounds so film noir when you say it what? she was a club kid a disco diva <laughs> ditzy, she was but or, ditzy or or, but or like someone doing the uh, the intro for like a grindhouse movie yeah yeah i definitely had that 70s that 70s disco diva feel legs that would kill <laughs> hair for days and a and a and a necklace that said her name, Carrie. She liked the dudes and the dames. <laughs> it's funny you saying film noir because there is hints mm-hmm. of film noir, but again, it's like your cousin telling you what film noir is after hearing it from their teacher who was real bad at teaching. <laughs> Yeah, you like know, your like your third grade cousin. Yeah, well, like you know, it's film noir where they talk at the camera the whole time. Yeah, and they say what they're thinking, and the ladies are all like, "Ooh," and the, <laughs> and the guys are all like strong, and they grab the ladies by the arms. And yeah, and the robots are all like, "Touch my screens." <laughs> Well, yeah, they're like real bossy 50s robots. (laughs) Yeah, and people give you shops anytime you want. Anytime you want. And there's there's as many all-beef dogs as a person can eat. Why, it's humdinger heaven. (laughs) It's a real humdinger heaven. Uh, we did it. Guys, one season down. Next episode, prepare yourself for the first annual Transmissionese. Yes. <laughs> the Transmissions from the Dark Side Awards. That's right. Where we look back over season one and decide what was the best episode. And the worst episode. Which episode had the biggest laugh for us. And the biggest gaffe. And the biggest gasp. Those are the only. Those are the those only. Are, there are four categories. Four categories. <laughs> biggest laugh. Biggest gasp. Biggest gasp. Biggest, biggest ass. Well, everybody knows that that belongs to one, two, two, a three. three. It's me, it's the count. <laughs> I am the count, and my ah, ass ah, is ah. a huge. Ha ah, ha ha! Oh, welcome to Tales from the Dark Side. Ha ah, ha ha! I'm glad we don't feel the need to add any more time to this episode. <laughs> oh, stretch! Yeah. Stretch. How ah. do we? How do we? Um, in an audio version, how do we? How do we push in on Horace X for ten minutes? Oh, I do a bit about. The count from Sesame. <laughs> Perfect. And his big fat ass. Great. <laughs> you can get in contact with us at T from the dark side at gmail.com. T from the dark side on Facebook. TFTDS pod on Twitter. Um, 
next week, I want to say, will be the first week that we are on Gabber, our <gasps> new media partner. Hi, Gabber. Hey. We'll be transitioning from Go Comedy over to Gabber and hopefully not screwing up your feeds. Oh, goodbye, Go Comedy. Hello, Gabber. Yay. Yay. Anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Oh, oh one more thing. Yes. Matt, did you have any advice for our listeners this week, like what they should try to do, or maybe something they should enjoy? Um, try to enjoy the daylight? Oh! Yay! <laughs> Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is created, hosted, and produced by Jen Hansen and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss and hosted by Go Comedy Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.